It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Auburn basketball's tournament of hopes still alive. This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. It's a, we're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining me, as he does after every basketball game here at the Henry Service Company post-game show, Daryl Daprich. Boy, we never really make it easy, um, but still Auburn, Auburn finds a way uh, to win against second-worst team in the SEC, 78-74, to 74, and I think the I think the silver nugget in all of this is it was close with a few minutes left and they found a way to win. They found a way to close it out. Was it pretty? No, but it doesn't matter. It, it's another uh, it's another SEC win and um, it, it keeps your tournament hopes alive. Yeah, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, first ex- accentuate the positive of this is that with about, I don't know, seven, six minutes left to go in the game, this looked like a very losable game. All the indicators... Yeah. All the momentum, everything that happens blueprint-wise for an Auburn loss was there. And when you looked at the stats at that moment in the game, the turnovers, Auburn was out of control with those. The rebounding, they were minus eight. Um, you know, Ole Miss started shooting the basketball better, had a better field goal percentage. We had fouled more. So all those key components uh, of a basketball game, Auburn was losing on the stat sheet. So to find a way to make a run with Green and Broom, when you're basically, in my opinion, not over-dramatizing this, your season's on the line. If you, if you lose this, you're done. I don't think there's no way you go to the NCAA tournament with the schedule you have left. That's a lot of pressure. And so what we've been talking about for a while now is Auburn's inability to close. I get it. It's against a team that's won two conference games on your home floor. But Auburn played really poorly at some points during the second half, uh, let them hang around, yeah. did not finish or, you know, basically played uh, sloppy and screwed around and let them get back in the game and take the lead. They they countered that, Zach, and overcame that down the stretch and finally closed in a close game where everything was there to, to lose your season. You mm-hmm. fell behind. They, they gutted it up and uh, – found a way to win so that's the positive I, I would say you take from this no no question because we've asked the question over and over and over again because normally when this happens in the last few minutes of the game go that way we're bummed we're like dang how did you let this slip away and it would have been a similar thing but Wendell closed the game out with free throws Allen had some moments there Janai Broom timid on offense at times, but you take the 19 points on eight of 13 shooting from the floor there. I mean, it it was a good effort in as far as closing it out. Now, should it have been that close, Daryl? No, like Auburn's more than four points better than Ole Miss. This Ole Miss team's not good. I think it's the second worst team in the SEC. Uh, I, I I think South Carolina's worse than them. 
But oddly enough, South Carolina's got a, a road win in Rupp against the Wildcats, and looks like they're tied right now with Alabama at 66 apiece. So, nope, they're up 68 to 66 on Alabama with, with 14 seconds left. So that's kind of crazy to think about. We'll talk about the implications of that in a second. But, yeah, so, I mean, th- this Ole Miss team's not good, but you win, right? And it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win, you avoid a Q3 loss, a quad three loss, and your resume is still okay when you talk about the uh, you know potential seeding when it's all said and done in two weeks. I agree. I think that, you know, what you just laid out, the scenario in the SEC this year, a Kentucky team that has kind of caught fire and gotten hot and has ascended from sixth or seventh to a solid fourth place in the conference. Um lost on their home floor to South Carolina earlier in the year. You know, those kind of things can just happen. It's it's rare that it happens at home. And again, Auburn did everything uh, it seemed like they could to try to give this game away with the turnovers and, and the, the rebounding differential. You know, the rebounding thing is the most disappointing thing to me because that, to me, equates to want to. When you're not boxing out and, you know, that, that possession that we saw that Ole Miss late missed the free throw – and had two offensive rebounds and hit the three to That's stay alive. When, when, yeah. when you get the rebound right there and it's over, that cannot happen. That cannot happen. And, yeah, I, I get it. You should not have to hang on against a team like Ole Miss at home. Uh, I don't know. Again, I, I, I try to look at this as that Auburn played very poorly, did not play a really good basketball game and some key components of stats and still came away with the win and found a way to win in a game that looked like it could possibly lose and that was close and that would have been a disaster. This isn't one of those games where an opponent snuck up on you and you had like false confidence and you went into this thing relaxed and easy and, you know, laissez-faire. I mean, you knew what was on the line and maybe they played a little tighter because of Mm. that. I don't know, but that one had, you had to get that one. And now in my opinion, um, you've got to get one of the last three where you play one of one of those at home and then two on the road. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. You mentioned it. You just don't know what you're going to get from this basketball team. It's a it's an emotional roller coaster to watch this team. They got the W when they had to get big shots late. They did. They closed, which mm-hmm. we had been screaming for for a while. Find a way to win a close game. They did. So that's, in my opinion, the only thing positive you can take away from this other than getting a W. You never apologize for winning a game. Nope. Never apologize for a dub. That's right. That's right. Uh, Tiff had a comment. I'm trying to find it. Uh, Here it is. Tiff says, you have to win one of the next three to go dancing. I don't know if that's true, Tiff. I'm hearing it's not. I'm hearing – I did a lot of research today just for this – this segment because I knew people in the, in the stat in the, in the chat would be asking this question and I would say, win one of the next three, you got to worry about it, but I'm not, I'm not ready to go and say, if they don't, they're not in either. There's a good possibility. I'm I'm just saying, if you want to solidify it and leave no doubt, win one of three, the matrix out there and all the metrics say that winning tonight put Auburn in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Because of who you're playing. Down the stretch from a net standpoint, yeah. I'm with you, Tiff. It feels like Auburn needs one more, right, just to kind of say, okay, here we are. 
but a lot of the people that do the whole, you know, bracketology stuff and the analytics, they all say Auburn needed one more and Auburn got it tonight. We'll see if that changes. I'm with you, Daryl and Tiff. Like I want one more. Heck, I want three more. I don't think I'm going to get it, but you know, I'd love one or two more and we'll certainly see what happens. And look, we've talked about it before. Is Kentucky winnable? Sure. Yeah. Is is Alabama winnable right it's now? It's more I mean, winnable now than it was a week ago. I'm not there's saying no question. There's I'm no not saying with any confidence that yeah, but I'm just saying it's not as daunting. They're in overtime with South Carolina right now. And South with everything Carolina that stinks. Yeah, and with everything that's gone on this last week, it's got to be a distraction. There's I, I don't, no telling how they respond. Now yeah. Alabama's a better basketball team. Like let's just be very clear. They are. But and they're playing at home against Auburn, and so they should win that game. They should be favored. I expect Auburn to not win that game. But I don't feel it's, it's a weird as, situation, though. Yeah, impossible or daunting as it was maybe a week ago. Yeah, and then Tennessee at home, man. The more games Tennessee plays, the more I'm like, no, I, I think, <laughs> I think they're trending down just kind of like we are. If I'm being, if I'm being yeah. honest with you, I think I'd be disappointed at this point right now if Auburn doesn't win that game at home. I would be, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, oh yay, we won. I would be like. Man, I would expect to win that game, and if Auburn didn't, I would be disappointed. The Tennessee. That's right. And then, like, Vandy losing today helps us because they were the five seed and we were the six seed, and so they dropped. They're eight and seven in conference now. We're nine and six, so one, two, three. Yeah, so we'd be the five seed right now, and we're tied with Tennessee, Daryl. And you so see, that's every- just huge. Yeah, well, Tennessee, but but Tennessee could drop below us, and Auburn could slide into the four spot. Yeah, who else does Tennessee play? Because that that matters, right? Because you got Arkansas there. Vanderbilt by losing to LSU tonight drops a game behind Auburn. I suspected they were to come back to earth a little bit. Um, you've got the Tennessee game, which would be a head to head. If you beat them, you might slide into that fourth spot ahead of them. Yeah, you need some other things to happen because I just don't anticipate Auburn. Winning out to Tennessee, right? You don't either. You just said that. So uh, Tennessee's schedule is easier down the stretch. South Carolina, Arkansas, and then they go to Auburn. So we'll um, we'll see. I mean, South Carolina's beating teams that are better than them or, you know, giving fits to teams that are better than them. So we'll see how they play. But um, that's tough. That's a tough situation. But we'll see. We'll yeah, all, you know, all we can do, and this is fun to just kind of speculate, right? You know, we don't know for sure. It's just we look at things like BPI indicators and and uh, projections. And, you know, I don't look at lines. I look more at those percentages to win. And I think Auburn will be the underdog in all of its last three games. I bet they're favored but, against Tennessee. Well, I just think Tennessee gets too much love. They get too much benefit of the doubt. Zach, let's talk about this. They've lost – at one, they've lost five out of their last seven, and I, I suspect if they win Saturday, which will be five out of their last eight, they won't they won't fall past fifteen in the polls. And to me, any other team in the SEC, including Auburn, if they lose five of their of eight, they're dropping out of the poll. I mean, they lost four of six and just barely dropped out of the top ten, and mm-hmm. they were eleven. You know, so I you know going into this game that they lost. Uh, yesterday against Texas A&M. So I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be very interesting at the top with that mm-hmm. big, big game. I mean, the Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas A&M game, the last Saturday of the season, 
in my opinion, is going to have major ramifications one through four. What if Tennessee just quietly wins the league? How crazy would that be? And it like you mean, it, 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 it you actually. Mean you mean yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Whatever yeah. I said. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it would be one of those where they just were under the radar and they just kept winning, and you know they they got to where they put themselves in a position if they're tied with Alabama, and the or not. I mean, even if if Alabama's up a game, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and Texas A&M was to win that game, then you go head to head and and all that. So that'd be wild. It's interesting. It's it's going to be a crazy finish. But everything I've seen from Jerry Palm to Joe Lenardi to the ESPN brackets to everything has, I think, seven SEC teams getting in. Mississippi State kind of has fallen off that bubble with that loss uh, yesterday um, So to Missouri. So I, I saw seven teams in, and you know Auburn would be one of them. So those seven, I guess, are Alabama, A&M, Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn, Arkansas. Missouri. Arkansas, Missouri. Yeah, there you go. And, and Auburn, Auburn is either competed with or beaten several of those teams. You know, it's funny it, it, perception and and how we view things and and how they're ebb and flows of a season. After the Georgia game, we did our live podcast, and you put up a a stat or a question for everybody in the chat that said, "Would you take nine and nine right now?" And everybody, remember, jumped all over that. Yes, I'd take nine and nine right now. And Auburn right now is nine and six. So <laughs> nine and nine would feel like a big disappointment, wouldn't it? I mean, I it I just yeah. felt like I felt like all along ten and eight, twenty and eleven were the were the numbers that Auburn was going to hit, and that's very doable. And I think anything else at this point is gravy. You still won against Kentucky or in Tuscaloosa, and then beat Tennessee. You have, in my opinion kind of exceeded expectations uh, for the year. Right, right. So it's heating up again, Daryl. And we saw a sign at the game that says, hottie, it's hottie in here. You may get home and it's a little hottie in your house because your HVAC's not working, your AC, you go to turn your AC on and it doesn't work. You know who I'm calling. Who are you calling? Henry Service Company, man, all day long. Easy. That's what I'm saying. And is obviously HVAC, plumbing, electrical, doesn't matter what it is. They've got you covered. Rumor has it they fixed your internet connection from uh, our last show. Daryl, that's what our live chat was saying. They can do anything. They can absolutely do anything. Our friends at Henry Service Company, doesn't matter when you call them, doesn't matter what day it is, what time of the day it is, they have you covered. So be sure to give some love to our friends at Henry Service Company. And it doesn't matter if it's residential or commercial. Daryl, you guys use them at your company. And it Mm -hmm. sounds like they do a great job taking care of some really big and important pieces of machinery. So give them a call if you're in the Montgomery Tri-County area, 334-288-2700. Alabama license number 00021. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
All right, let's look at some of your comments and questions. Um, Harrison with a great point. Henry Service Company elite, like Joe Flacco. Playoff Joe Flacco, I assume. Because Joe there's Flacco a- is the biggest stiff of a quarterback in the history of the NFL. Yikes. Not in the so playoffs. He's a, he's, a, he's a clown. He's not a clown. <laughs> I have I have bitterness towards Joe Flacco. There's two reasons, and people will do research and figure it out. War Eagle Wyoming says, I wish our guards were as smooth as Zach. I don't know who Zach with an H is. War Eagle Wyoming. Zach? Is that what you're saying? Zach's segues into Henry's ad reads. So what did you think about guard play tonight? Because, look, Wendell, 23 points. KD, four points on four shots. Like, he's actually been a lot worse. That's fine. Trey scored on like the weirdest bounce off of a rim that I've ever seen. And then uh, Zepp scored five points on two shots. Like you take that. So I don't know. Yeah. You got what? 27 from your guards. I take that all day long. Of course it was Wendell heavy. Um, I think that, I think that that was better. And I think it was guard play was better just by the sake of Wendell green carrying the guards. I, I wanted to see Berman, get more. I mean, he came in and did some good things from a rebounding standpoint, but he's got to hit some shots. He's not of any value coming off the bench if he doesn't hit shots. I mean, that's just the truth. That's what he's there for. That's his role. That's what he needs to do. Auburn getting eight bench points. To me, they got to get, they got to do better than that. I think Ole Miss probably their bench probably had more uh, points. You just can't, you can't do that. You can't do that in a game at home I mean, you got to be at least, you know, 13, 14, 15 bench points. And Auburn did not have that again. They got, you know, again, the, the key indicators, I will say this, field goal percentage, Auburn shot 48%. Mm-hmm. They, they made one more basket, one more field goal than Ole Miss, and how big was that one more make? They also <laughs> were, were almost identical in three-point shooting. They both hit six threes. But where Auburn won this game, and not by much, Miss, Ole Miss made 20 free throws. Auburn made 22. So, I mean, you know, you talk about that one extra field goal and those two extra free throws and look at the in a, in a four-point game, that's huge. And in a game like this, every little point in possession matters. Right. Right. People in the live chat pointing out, I guess Alabama just beat out South Carolina. I bet that was a crazy game to watch. Um, so that doesn't really impact the standings after all. So you still got Alabama at the one seed currently. You've got AM at the two seed, Kentucky at the three, and then Tennessee and Auburn are four or five, both tied at nine and six currently. So we'll see. I like Auburn's spot right now, but I don't know. Do these next two games before the Tennessee comes to town are brutal? Like, We'll see. We'll see. And I think Kentucky's winnable. Like I really do. And I was watching them a little bit when they were playing Florida earlier, and it's like they, they're beatable. Like, you know, we're we're a lot better. I think we're better than Florida is. So yeah, it, it, it's it's all about style when you get into these matchups and you start to uh figure up, you know, your opponent and how they play. Certain teams, obviously, we've talked about that. Teams with big guards that can get to the rim have been given Auburn fits all year. Guards that are quick, cat quick, and like to stay outside on the perimeter and shoot threes, Auburn's got a you know a little better chance against guys like that. And where Auburn's got an advantage on points in the paint, and this is one of the few years, other than Shibway, 
I think Auburn's got some, you know, a little bit better depth at forward with Jalen Williams and Broom. Uh, maybe they can maybe they can take advantage and get some points in the paint. In my opinion, you're going to have to be at least a plus 10 Saturday in the paint, and you're going to have to kind of get guard play like you got tonight. If you do that, you got a chance. This live chat is extremely savage. I can't, like, put most of these comments yeah, I on, know. The, on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Brent's pushing back, saying not playing in Rupp. Let's be real. I mean, well, that, I just, I, yeah, we've, I we've won twice that. there. We've won love twice Brent. there like ever, love, right? Yeah, love Brent. But I, I can tell you guys right now that it, it's nighttime and Brent would come on here and say it's daytime. He just loves to tell me the opposite of what I say. It's beautiful. <laughs> love it, Brent. But no. I, I mean, think in it, this case, he's got a good point, though, Darren. What I'm saying is, and I'll go ahead and reiterate it and say it again. Sure. Auburn in Rupp, if they shoot 50%, almost like they did tonight, and get mm-hmm. plus 10 points in the paint and get good guard play, meaning all their guards combined for 28 like they did tonight, they absolutely have a chance to win in Rupp. Why wouldn't they? What, what Kentucky isn't, you know, Purdue or – Houston or Alabama on the road. I mean, they've they've lost to South Carolina. It's not that it's ha- we haven't seen it before. I mean, it's just – I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not predicting it by any means. Let me make that very clear. And maybe that's where there's some confusion. I'm just saying what I think would have to happen. See what I'm saying? For, for Auburn to stand a chance in rough. I'm not predicting that it will. Brent says that he loves you. Do you want to say anything back oh, to yeah. him? Do you love him too? Yeah, absolutely. I told I, ready I, to I take prefaced that it by saying that. I prefaced it by saying I love Brent. But right. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Good, good. Good. Wes says Kentucky isn't flawless, but the reason they're good is because of Case and Wallace. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't understand. I guess I'm not communicating properly or enunciating. People saying, come on, you watch this team on the road. I did not predict Auburn was going to go on the road and beat Kentucky. I just laid out a plan or a blueprint or a template for them to even have a chance what they had to do and if they do those things they have a chance jerry rice the greatest wide receiver of all time says jalen williams and chris livingston is going to be a cool matchup very similar play style yeah it's just what, what they are yeah well, but like what jalen williams shows up right i mean that's that's going to kind of be that's going to yeah. be it you know he, that's a guy that averages 11 points a game and you look at that and go wow that's solid but you kind of feel in your gut that he should be give, be averaging about 14 a game, right? You think that there's more to get. You think there's more of a ceiling there. That That's what I think. I think that, you know, 11 is solid, but he should be getting you 13 or 14. I just think he's got a higher bar that he's not reaching. Ryan Bowman is booging um, this evening. We're about to go 3-0, and y'all. I'm feeling it. All three opponents are struggling in one way or another. We've got this. I love it, Ryan. I love it. Yeah, Warrior from Wyoming, who doesn't know how to spell my name, uh, asked more likely 0 and 3 or 3 and 0. This is this is an easy one for me. More likely is 0 and 3. Yeah, sadly yeah. that is correct. I think War Eagle Wyoming gets confused because he always makes those jokes and calls you Josh, right? He does. He, he'll sign off and say Josh, that little inside joke. So him saying that so much, the joke's on him because he spelled your name wrong. Uh yeah, I guess so. I guess that's a good point. I guess that's a good point. I think the other thing, too, that I want to clarify with the PSA, a public service announcement tonight, because I think some people were a little bit kind of on, you know, just in suspense as to what happened to me last week. For the record, my wife, who I love, unplugged our internet. 
So you got to because at halftime we connected to like test a few things and she was giving you tech advice. And then yeah. halfway through the show, she unplugged something that she like thought was the TV. She thought it was the fire stick. <laughs> was the fire stick. The Amazon fire stick. And I'm I'm watching it all of a sudden. I'm getting like a black screen and I'm freaking out and I'm connected to my phone. Yeah. I get off the air. I go out there and she kind of does this. How's the fire stick and the Ethernet? Like, how does that? I don't know. But I immediately, I immediately called Zach, and just because I had to share that with him, he didn't answer. Then he texted me like, "He's like, everything okay?" And I'm like, "Oh, you won't believe it, Miss Tech Savvy unplugged something." Yeah, it's like a vacation where Chevy Chase unplugs the plug and the lights. We're playing with your microphone. She's like, "Daryl, it's not plugged," and you're like, "Yes, it is, honey." Yes. Yeah. I was blaming right. my son. I was like, what did my son do? He went live and kicked me out. All yeah. right. Je- Jeff says, uh, he's asking you something. Hey, sure. Daryl, did you notice Pat Adams calling the 21 and a half hour Tennessee Texas A&M game Tuesday night? His game. Absolutely. He didn't get the, he didn't get the uh, nickname hourglass Pat Adams for nothing because it is like sand going through the hourglass. He's two and a half hour Pat is his nickname. Two-hour Addy, because he just – I mean, and that's one of those dudes, along with TV Teddy, that just loves to be seen on TV. So the more calls he makes, the more the camera's going to go to him. Mm-hmm. 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 Who's, uh, who, who's the player of the game tonight? Wendell, right? Wendell, Wendell, yeah. And he made some – I mean, look, not only the points, but Close I look at things like closing it out, the, the clutch free throws. I mean, every free throw turned out to be – Remember when he hit so the crucial. two and I said, oh, now it takes two three-pointers to beat you? Well, Ole Miss got one of those three on an offensive bit. So that, that goes to show you he closed it out, had some clutch free throws, and had a lot of points and did not have you know very many turnovers. Really handled himself well tonight. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wish know, I could man. show like, those. <laughs> I just saw the greatest, but what was we the I know that was the best. I'm just gonna it's say this: War Eagle, Wyoming knows. I'm attributing to him. That was the best one of the night. That was the best one, and it took me a second to get it. But that's that that wins. Y'all are wrong. Y'all are wrong for that. Uh, so I saw uh, several people on Twitter and in the live chat kind of throwing shade at Allen. Flanagan and like I didn't think I didn't watch the game tonight and be like yeah he's the issue like I just never really crossed my mind yeah what did you think of Allen I thought he had a a really nice game I think he you know let's just look at his stat line 11 points six rebounds five assists he did have two turnovers he had one that didn't go to him went to Wendell because he wasn't paying attention to a little bounce pass where he tried to go back door but that's that's an error of uh you know trying to do something, not omission. That's him trying to do a backdoor cut and actually moving without the basketball. That's an effort uh, error, you know, that caused a turnover. You don't mind seeing that when guys are moving, trying to get open back cutting and that kind of thing. I thought his game was solid. I think that I've said this before and people can, you know, have their own opinions on it. I think his dunks are momentum changers. Oh, my gosh. I think they're hype. Yeah, they're hype machines. I think they get – they get the team up. They get the team energized. I think it can change momentum and flow in a game when he does that. I've just always felt that way. Having been live at basketball games, uh, 
a lot of times, I think nothing gets the crowd excited and hyped and behind your team than dunks. It brings people to their feet mm-hmm. if they're not a bunch of blue hairs with or or when you're back. when you're on the road, it silences it. It it absolutely steals your soul. steals their soul. Yes, it makes them sit back down if they are standing up. It absolutely does. So I think that they are, you know, they only count for two points, but I think they're a, they're an emphatic statement a lot of times. Yeah. Carey pointing out cannot continue to get out-rebounded, out not blocking out. Yeah, I mean, especially especially sure. with Auburn, you know, getting defensive rebounds. Like, they are allowing too many offensive rebounds to the opposing team. Like They're about to face the best offensive rebounder in the league Saturday in Sheway. He's great. He's he has the things. most offensive rebounds in the league. So, you know he's going to get his anyway, a lot like Barkley did in the 80s. Even if you plan for him yeah. and scheme for him, he's still going to get some offensive rebounds. And, so if you and, get lazy and don't use proper technique, he could get eight or nine. And the frustrating thing about this, and I guess it's disheartening, is it doesn't matter where we are in the rotation. It doesn't really change regardless of who's down low. It doesn't matter if it's Janai and Jalen at the four and the five or if it's Dylan. Uh, it doesn't matter who's in there. It still seems like we're always just giving it up. Sometimes it doesn't seem like we can grab the basketball, like Austin Wiley flashback. Sometimes it seems like it, it is positioning. But even even when they are like, you know, boxing out, uh, they just like bat the ball back up in the air too often, and it's just that that's frustrating. And it doesn't matter who's in from a personnel standpoint. It just always seems to be. The case you so want to I, let a team hang that. around that's that's not as good as you on your home floor get out rebounded by ten and have more turnovers, and that's the recipe to almost get beat and let a team hang around. If Auburn take takes care of those two aspects of the game tonight, it's a double digit win. So that's 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 puzzling and concerning, but at the same time you can point to it and go just clean that up and we're fine, and then you can go back and say even despite that. We found a way to win and finally close. Yep. Yep. If anybody has any more comments or questions that we can read um, on the air, um, go ahead and do that. We'll, we'll wrap up in the next few minutes here. But all right, give give me your prediction. Last three. And you can drop that in the live chat. What do you think? The what, what did, What's your prediction over the last three games? I'm, I'm thinking one and two. I think you beat Tennessee. I think you lose the two road games. I do too. And I think um, – how you lose those two road games, if you do, are going to be very, very important on how you play. Because if you play well and just get beat by a better team or a team that plays better than you that particular night, you can live with that. And that that gives you momentum that you need to go into the Tennessee game. If you play poorly and, you know, aren't in it, it's not competitive. And that's one thing we can say about Auburn this year. It's very rare, even on the road, that they go somewhere and they're not competitive. They're not in the game. So that's what I would look for Saturday uh, right out of the gate. It's going to set a tone. If Auburn can go on the road and play well against Kentucky, but just come up short because Kentucky played better and like, like say hit a bunch of threes or something then I think that, that Auburn goes into Tuscaloosa with a lot more confidence. If they don't, it can snowball. Jesse saying, I still think Dylan and broom in at the same time would be a good rotation. As do I, I just don't know how you rotate out of it. That's a good point, but you're going to have to – well, you move Williams to the four. Yeah, but – you so you you got to keep Dylan or Broom in, though, for like – you just got to keep them in for the, the, the original set, and then you've got to keep them in 
when you have them both on the floor and you've got to keep the same guy in again. Like I, I don't know, I don't know you how just, you rotate out of it. You start out, you start out with them playing significant minutes together, and then you start. You have to give one a blow. And, and and have him come off the floor and leave one in, and then the other one comes in off the floor for comes off the bench for him, gives him a blow, and then they go back in together, and then at the same time, you just you have to separate it and kind of space it apart to where it's segments of the game. They're not going to be able to play side by side a majority of the minutes. You're just looking for some segments, maybe half of the ball game, having them on the floor at the same time, and see how that works. Yeah, that that seems like a lot. You may have to go with the three guard lineup. You may have to, you know, go ahead and and let three a, a smaller guard play the three or something like that. Is you that know? worth it? I mean, that's like where we kind of get on here and complain the most about. Do we want three guards on the floor at the same time? <laughs> it depends on what guards, because I saw a pretty effective rotation in a couple of games where it was like Wendell, Trey, and and Berman. Yeah, you know? but if you have Dylan at the four in this scenario that we're talking about, like. I'd have him at the five. I would, the never play Dil- I would never play Dylan at the four. Okay, sure. The yeah. the offense is still kind of like, eh, I don't I don't really know. I don't really feel great about that. I'm just gonna be honest yeah. with you. I, I, I just like, think when I you like play a big lineup, when you play a big lineup, it may be worth trotting it out in segments just to see if they can neutralize some offensive rebounds. Because if you're getting killed on the boards like that and you got Cardwell and Broom. Rebounding, I think that alleviates some of those offensive rebounds, even if uh, even if it's in stretches. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If you could do that for maybe eight minutes of the game, have them both on the floor, and take away in those eight minutes five offensive rebounds for the opponent, that turns out to be pretty big. That's five possessions. Mm-hmm. And no, not Warrigal, Wyoming. Absolutely not. Stretch time. Stretch no. time. Uh, yes. I love stretch acting bola. I just – He's just him, not played enough minutes to to make an impact. It's not. I want him to good. play, but only because we're up by. Yeah, a bunch, you can't you put know. him throw him into the fire like that. It's just not fair. I mean, we've tried that. It it didn't work. It yeah. didn't work. Uh, Daryl, how can people give you some love, brother? Well, there's uh, a variety of ways. You can follow me on Twitter, DAP sixty four ten on Monday mornings at seven ten. I'm on Auburn Open Like this morning with Ben Taylor. And then later on that afternoon at like 130135, I'm on 106.7 and 107.5, the max roundtable with Doug Amos. And I do a 20 minute segment with him as well. Sweet. Sweet. Thank you so much uh, to Henry Service Company for allowing us to do this and uh, talk about the wins and unfortunately at times talk about the losses. Be sure to give them any kind of call. Or any kind of problem that you may need, that number 334-288-2700. Alabama license number 00021. A lot of folks in the live chat chiming in how they're a great company. You can trust them. They're not going to take advantage of you. They're people you can trust. And you don't have to worry. Give them a call. And they've got it. They've got it after that. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. You can find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. And we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.